In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is Dear Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Here with the 202nd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode, The Falcons and the NFL Pressing Onward During the Pandemic. Yes, that's right. They're trying to go on into the season with a lot of stuff going on around the world. And it hit home today at 4.57 when we were informed that fourth-round pick Jalen Hawkins was placed on the COVID-19 list. Atlanta Falcons draft pick Jalen Hawkins, fourth-round out of California, a safety Six foot, 208 pounds, 22 years of age, out of Bonavista, California. Drafted for his good good instincts and toughness. First player to go on the COVID-19 list. Now, Coach Dan made a point that, hey, you can be doing everything you're supposed to and still go on the list. Uh, But, you know, that's the first one here in Atlanta. Uh, don't know who was he who was he around what the tracing was uh, they had originally told us that um it was uh you know the the list that went through all 26 were uh, you know kind of intimated that they all passed and then the next day we find out that one of them did not so they got 26 rookies uh, six draft picks uh, 20 undrafted guys uh, and nobody showed on the list on the day that he should have been on the list. They they did the test last Tuesday and then Friday, and they should have been on the list Saturday or Sunday, but uh, won't make it until the Tuesday list. So uh, we don't know if he caught it once he got into the facilities and then who he was in, in touch with. The team's not at um, liberty to give up all that information so we'll be calling his agent and try to see if we can get some insight on if he was passed was it a false positive uh, you know if he if he was uh passed two tests and got into the facilities and then got it then he's been around the team going through walkthroughs and so forth so um you know we could have a rash coming on here if if that's the case but we don't know that or if he was outside of the team and uh you know we just don't know we'll find out more as much as we can moving forward but they certainly had their first player we don't know if he was in the facilities or out just kind of happened but we wanted to make that item uh you know, the top of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast here because that happened after we talked to Coach Quinn. Of course, he was in a good mood and positive and talking about the protocols and so forth. Uh, the teams are limited in what they could say about the uh, individual players and the leagues trying to, 
you know, have uh, one voice through this. So, you know, we'll um, reach out to Hawkins and his agents to see, uh, you know, what his situation is, what's the quarantine period, uh, where he's got to stay and so forth like that. So have to hit you with that one right away on this one. It's tied up Falcons and the NFL pressing onward during the pandemic. So we talked about Jalen Hawkins. We're going to hear from Dan Quinn. We're going to look at this baseball and uh, Lou Williams situation, bubble versus non-bubble. The players did arrive today. We're going to talk about that. And then we had one player fail and then pass his physical. But here's Coach Dan Quinn. Time, uh, I was in awe of the amount of work and detail and preparation that went into that. And now, as the rookies reported, and we're going through the you know the initial phases with them, it's been fun to to do football things with them. They've basically gone virtually for the whole time, so it'd be like um, you know they've been in a football class for a few months, and now here we are at the end of the semester, and now we're able to see what they can do. So. I have been impressed by the learning that's taken place, you know, with them over the last month, you know, not month, the last few months. So I really thought they came in with a good background and of what they did. So um, there'll be some things that I'll ask. I just don't know some of the answers. And I would say you probably have experienced it as well. Uh, well, that's not how we've normally done it or we usually do it this way. All those are out until we get, you know, to the next. So uh, let's make sure we can hit all the guidelines that we want to hit and um, make sure um, you know all the processes and all the steps are in place um, so we can have the successful season that we want so with that i'll open up some questions i'm sure dave has an order that we can go through but i wanted to make sure i just discussed with you um, some of the protocols when right away you see them you know from testing to going through it and uh, we can definitely do it and uh, i have been very impressed by the cooperation nfl nflpa our own organization because not every facility is the same and so you can imagine throwing guidelines out that might be different for some places and not there just the other day i was um you know in a room or moving chairs around it's kind of like being in your house put the sofa over there and see what it looks like and now move it over here you're you're trying to always get the guidelines there um learning to you know work all the time with your mask in fact you know you guys have probably been to rookie mini camps where you had the helmet uh, you know, tape over the helmet. Well, I know everybody's faces because I've seen them for months. And so when we all have our hats on and our masks, so let's write our names on our masks. You know, what do you want to be called? And so all, you know, sorts of things that have come up and, and got going. But I'm glad to open up to you guys. I know you've got a bunch of questions. And uh, I'll answer, you know, certainly the ones uh, that I know for sure. And that's kind of the same way I'll be with the players. Um, I can't wait to get connected with them as well. So glad to open it up. I know you guys got some questions. And, uh, yeah, appreciate your patience. All right, Dylan, go ahead and open up your questions. Uh, yeah, Coach, just wanted to know, um, you know, some of that, how you all are dealing with, uh, you know, the testing, retesting, strength and conditioning, and then, you know, when does the coaching uh, get started for you all? So um, the testing um, process, um, the coaches and our rookies were on the same format, and the, the actually the process led that you go through to get tested is quite efficient. So. We drive into the complex, and that's the very first thing that we do is undergo the test. And it doesn't take long at all. You get out of your car, you go get tested, and then your day begins. But that's the very first thing that takes place. Um, the on-field, you can call it coaching, we've had walkthroughs with the rookies. And so we've had two of those so far, one yesterday, one today. 
the strength and conditioning phases are run by the um, you know strength and conditioning coaches. So it's almost like a we'll do this same process again with the veterans, um, you know, beginning next week. So we're getting one first lap through here with the rookie. So two days, um, we've done some walkthroughs with them. They've done on-field strength and conditioning, and the testing process was uh, a lot easier um, and smoother than I thought. In fact, uh, I told the team in one of the meetings I was expecting the big nasal swab all the way to the back, and my first day, you know, ready to take it, and then just one here, one here, the way you went. And I said, that's all it is? And uh, it, it seemed like a really smooth process. So that's where we're at testing-wise, and um, the veterans began that process today. And it's about a, a week long uh, to go through the whole process between testing and two days of physicals before everybody begins. And coach, the, um, with all the rookies passing their tests, was that, uh, you know, are you all hoping for the same thing for the veterans? And uh, did they do that kind of, that fall under your kind of uh, the protecting the team rule and how that'll be important this season? Well, I think one that's going to be important for sure, I think um, around the league, uh, a number of us are going to have to be the best teammates we've ever been because we're going to have to not only take care of one another, but we're really looking after your families too because we're going to make the best decisions off the field. And I think we've also learned you can do all the right steps and still, you know, have positive tests. So um, we'll take them when those happen, you know, we'll deal with them, and that's why the protocols are in place. And so. I think all the teams are ready when those moments happen, um, but we're just getting started on it, really. Thanks, Coach. You're welcome. All right, there's Coach Quinn uh, discussing a couple of things here heading into camp. Now, uh, yeah, we, we were under the impression all the rookies had passed. Apparently, um, since that information was out, uh, uh, Jalen Hawkins – did not or had a subsequent test on the you know um because they're testing daily now once they get in there so uh, we'll find out as much as we can about that and uh the falcons will try to move forward now baseball is uh trying not to have a meltdown today a lot of uh, marlins miami marlins have tested positive the last number i saw was 17 uh, they played the Eagles. None of them tested positive today. That could change tomorrow. Uh, they're starting to see games getting postponed in already short season. Uh, at this point, do you pull the Marlins out? Um, do you go forward with the reserves or pull them out for competitive reasons in a shortened 60-game season? Thinking they're going to try to play. And on the NFL, they got 80 guys. They're going to try to play. You need a... Uh, there are going to be some positive tests. So after that, it's how do you follow the protocols. And so then that was the baseball situation. And then Lou Williams, we all know Lou. I covered him in high school at South Gwinnett High. When I started at the AJC, They uh, we, we had a big push in Gwinnett, and they uh, asked me to take that job. And uh, Coach uh, Lou was out there playing ball with uh, – South Gwinnett Comets and uh, Roger Fleetwood, uh, Mike Mercer, and I think Avery uh, Jones. I might be getting his last name wrong. I could have looked it up. But, yeah, they won the state 6A title. But, you know, Lou's went on to become a star in the NBA. Skipped his Georgia commitment. Would have helped my buddy uh, uh, Coach Dennis out out there. But uh, uh, went on 
to become a star in the NBA, but called the ruckus because he came home to his granddad's funeral. And uh, Jack Harlow, a rapper out of Louisville, posted the video of uh, them in, in Magic City. And Lou said he just stopped there to get the wings. So, you know, folks have been fussing about that. But that's what, uh, you know, players, they lead a different uh, life. And Coach Quinn talked about that and how the players going to have to be a good teammate. You know, maybe they're going to have to skip Magic City Mondays this season. Uh, you know, not just because of the team, but for their family members at home. So if the NFL is going to make it, it's going to be because the players didn't go out in the community and that they tested them and they knew who was uh, clean and who was not. So there's going to be no more Magic City Wings, and we don't know what's going on with baseball and the Marlins. That's going to be interesting. Now, we did see uh, the arrivals today. Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, Grady Jarrett, uh, Calvin Ridley were the ones posted by the team. We're usually out there, but, you know, under the coronavirus pandemic, we're not. So, um, you know, that's what we saw them posted, and we talked to Coach Quinn. So we gave you the best virtual story we could for opening of training camp. Now, we did have another story in the paper this week. Might have recognized the name. Good buddy Jason Butt from The Athletic, formerly of the uh, the website I won't call. I won't name the website. But Jason uh, is a good friend of mine, went to UGA. Uh, started out here during the CBS reports, moved up to Maryland, uh, did some work with the Washington Post and a few outlets up there. Good friend of ours, and uh, he's going to be helping us here at the AJC this year cover the Falcons. So he was able to talk to Caleb McGarry, and there's a good uh, Caleb McGarry story on the AJC website uh, discussing, you know, his rookie year. Um you know, he, he um, admitted to being nervous that time, but he's doing something about it. He's getting some help from Keenan Forney, him and Chris Lindstrom are getting some work there. You know, if they can solidify that right side of the line, then you just have one hole. You got a left guard. It's a lot easier to find one of those than trying to find three at the same time. So Caleb McGarry doing some work. And welcome to the AJC, Jason. We uh, look forward to working with you here and uh, having a good 2020 season. Lastly, before we get out of here, uh, one of the other rookies, Kinwa Alua, the defensive tackle from Nebraska Kearney, he did not pass his physical originally. Uh, They retook the physical, and um, he was able to pass. We don't know what the issue was with his physical but he's uh, in the building now, past his physical, and is set and ready to go. So we're going to wrap up here the 202nd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Hey, you can follow me on Twitter at DOrlandoAJC. You can follow us on our Falcons page, Atlanta Falcons News Now on Facebook. And always, always can go to AJC.com and bookmark that Atlanta Falcons page because as everything happens, we post it immediately for you to get it there. We don't just post stuff on Twitter, uh, you know, trying to get uh, likes and, and whatnot. We try to push out the AJC products when we do that. So that's how you want to find those.
We're going to get on out of here today. Thanks for coming by. Falcons and NFL pressing onward during the pandemic. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with the 202nd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.